we're here. Just to paint you guys a picture really quick, I got my dog breathing down my face right now. If you hear some weird saliva sounds, it's him. He's in the bed. And I also have a big goofy goober in the bed, aka my husband. (laughs) Hi, guys. I'm here today. So AJ's here, and I thought it would be nice to just have um, someone else in the mix today. So welcome or welcome back to the Delusional Diaries podcast. If you're new, I'm Bria, and you already met AJ. Hey, Bubby, you want to say hi? He sniffed the mic, if you could hear. (laughs) Okay, so I'm really big on this whole new idea, you know, of slowness and stillness and really just loving my life and how not chaotic it is. I think that's the ultimate flex. And I think I've made the mistake sometimes of, of thinking it's boring But the more I think about it, I'm actually like, no, I actually created this environment for myself of peace. And I think it's really cool that I can even say I'm bored, you know, because I have an abundance of time. Um, I have the opportunity to do the things I want with my time. So I kind of wanted to talk about my angle on being boring and how we need to stop shaming people and lean into that more because... I think there's still a part of me sometimes that feels guilty for not always being active and doing a whole lot. So we'll talk about it. But anyways, AJ, I would say in our relationship is definitely the more interesting one. I mean, I guess it depends on how you define interesting, but I would say as far as being an extrovert goes that I'm probably, well, not probably, I am the more extroverted one, but just to like talk about what you said about being bored I wouldn't would you actually say that you're bored or do you like perceive yourself versus your peers as boring I think I go through these waves of thinking I'm a boring person because social media I'll see like and obviously being an influencer you know it easily can just skew your perception of yourself like oh they're like on a trip to Dubai, like, you know, or a lot of influencers, like, for example, in New York, they hang out with each other, like, all the time, and and I'm very introverted. I'm not doing those things, and so every now and then, I catch myself being like, man, like, I'm boring, or maybe people don't like me. Do you actually feel bored and feel boring? Like, uh, other people aside, do you actually yourself feel bored? Sometimes, sometimes. Um, It depends on, I think we all get bored at points. And sometimes I find myself being like, man, I wish I had something or I'm craving like a trip or I'm craving just some type of adventure. Like, you know, any human, any human gets bored, right? But I will say it's not often. (laughs) I think um, the way, like I said, I've kind of interpreted it for myself is that, wow, like how lucky am I to have all this time to be bored and in those moments being like well what could I do right now to not be bored but also maybe like tap into myself elevate my life like what could I do right now which is one of the reasons I got the Kindle because I was like what I've been doing with my bored time is scrolling TikTok which is like an unhealthy addiction being chronically online we all find the time to do those things 
Um, but I think it's just a good opportunity to realize like, hey, you have time. What are you going to do with it? You know? So what do you think it's like or how would you explain how we balance our relationship with you being the extrovert that is more willing to get out and do things and me being the introvert that quote unquote may come off as boring i think anymore in the situations that that this comes into play is where we're out hanging with with friends and it's usually like your friends but your friends are my friends and me just kind of you know, genuinely enjoying the time that I spend hanging out with those people. And and in turn, I think it kind of helps you in those situations where maybe you feel less pressure to carry on a conversation because I'm willing and, and able and enjoying carrying on these conversations that kind of help take the, the social load off of you and, and give you like less responsibility and and less anxiety in these situations. At least that's how it feels to me. Yeah. I think we, we've never like discussed it, but we have this understood tango that we do in social environments where I, yeah, like, like you're saying there are times when I am like very on, like, I think the Disney trip was a really good example, (laughs) but also that was like pre-gamed with a flight of beer at, um, in, what were we, Hollywood Studios? Somewhere in, one of the, one of the lesser areas of of it, but we, but we, we had, we found beer, so that, that, that did help. Yeah, and like, you know, it's a conflict though, because I told you guys in my last episode how I am in my sober curious era and I'm I'm kind of over alcohol. So, you know, that was something that I was leaning on to as a crutch. And it sucks because I feel like I was my most fun self when I had a flight before meeting all the people on the Disney trip. Like I just I really put on a show and I know that but even like as the week went on like there was just so little I could give and and really it's there's nothing I could do about it except for accept that that's who I am at this point um and I have and I think that's why I'm super grateful that AJ is like aware of this tank of energy I have being social so it's not necessarily like I've asked him to ever do that. It's just something he understands about me. And he is naturally better at being social and extroverted than me. It comes really easy for him. And I think when I was in college and much younger, it came easier for me. And for whatever reason, now things are just different. I also feel like I noticed more of a shift with my social battery after the pandemic and I still feel like I am not quite back to who I I don't think I'll ever be back to who I was and I think what the pandemic did for me personally was made me appreciate the slowness and stillness because before that I was a very like on gotta do this gotta do that gotta network like I had to be everywhere all at once and I realized that honestly it wasn't going to necessarily improve anything about my life to always be doing that and I truly valued you know the time I have with myself and the time I can recharge so I don't know do you think the pandemic changed you in any ways I don't know that it changed me like socially really because I was I've I've always had 
friends in real life and online. So I've I've always had connection, been able to maintain connections to people without needing to be with them in social settings. So I, I wouldn't say like anything necessarily like changed me. It's just um, yeah. I mean that that just really began like the shift of me seeing my in real life friends less just because obviously we weren't seeing each other then. And that also just kind of like expedited our move out of Kansas city where like all the friends that I made out there were and, and we moved and everybody else moved. And it's like time just like went so much faster because of the the pandemic. So it just kind of like, it seems like it kind of pushed that part along, which definitely is bittersweet because nothing, nothing that I wouldn't trade right now for what we have currently, but do, do miss those, those, those guys out there for sure. I think too, what's interesting about our pandemic experience is that like, not only was everyone around the world slowing down, but our age group specifically was like getting married, having kids. And so we were all jumping into like the next level of adulthood, which in turn, I think as a collective, like us millennials, we felt a little more boring in the sense that we started to prioritize like our at-home lives and families. Like those of us that are in relationships, I know so many people that went from that to being engaged finally, or um, they're on their second or third kid now. Like life really happened for a lot of us in this short span of three years because most of us, like we were what, in our mid-20s when we went in and now we're like, all approaching 30. So it's kind of interesting because like, it's easy to say like it was the pandemic, but I also feel like maybe this would have happened organically without, without it. I think for us, it just really, really solidified that we were moving in a, in a different direction and it just made it harder to, you know, connect with people and see your friends as often. Like the friends I see now in Dallas, like we do our like monthly get together and that's, our expectation and we are okay with that and sometimes we can't even get that on the books but we're also understanding that life looks different versus like when I was in college I think I saw my friends every single day I saw at least a few of my friends every day like between classes and sorority stuff and just wanting to do thirsty Thursday or whatever like we were always doing stuff together and that was fun but yeah as you get older there's just more going on and I think we have to be really understanding about that with ourselves first in realizing that like maybe you do want to see people more but understand just like you're busy so are your friends and we have to find this new level of balance and it's not that anyone is not trying to see you anymore we don't have to like shame ourselves for that things are just different and shifting now Mm -hmm. yeah that's that's something that I feel as well with my friends like we're all like just like everything you said like everybody's busy um and it's it's hard to not feel guilty sometimes, even though it's, you know, the same feelings that my friends are probably feeling as well. Like, dang, like, I wish I was able to stay in touch better or see, see people more like everybody is just like far away now. And it, and it is hard to, to keep up and maintain, but I think the feeling is mutual with, with my friends, you know, and, and that like the love is like still there. Like it, it never, never really feels like it goes away, even if it's been a minute and, and I, and I end up like talking to somebody on the phone randomly. It's just like, it's like we just picked up where we were in like 20, 2017, you know, it, it really doesn't feel like we skipped a beat, but it's tough. And it's something that 
it's hard. You can't really prepare for that because you don't really want to. You don't want to have to think about, wow, like the good times I'm spending with these people. Like, how am I going to maintain this relationship when we don't see each other anymore? Like, it's not fun to think about. And, you you know, it's not something that you need to worry about until you get to that bridge and cross it. But it's a, it's, it's a part of uh, turning 30. Yeah, I think as we get older, we just need no one kind of explained that this was going to happen to me. So I think personally, I had so much shame and kind of immediately closed myself off to even new friendships because I felt like, how am I even going to have the capacity when I can't even nurture the current friendships that I have? And something that I'm personally working on in 2022, or oh my God, it's 2023. Something I'm working on this year is just letting myself meet more people without any expectations. And I can't interpret what anyone else is going to do with that, but I can just show up in the way that I can and be honest about the way that I am able to juggle, you know, friendships right now. So it's nice to have friends that get it. And like you said, I think we've both been blessed with people who are going through the same thing on their end, but we just mutually understand each other in that we're doing the best we can. And and that's that. And who knows like what it's going to look like in five or 10 years, but like we always come back to those real friends who time, it like doesn't really exist with them. So, you know, my friends know like Q, Cindy and Denise, they know I have like this very short social battery and it's nice to like have them as friends because they'll literally be over and like eight o'clock's rolling around and they're like are you tired like I will go to bed while they're here if I need to do that but they understand me and they're like so not judgmental and I think having a friendship with them has been really great for me because you know like I said I otherwise would be like man I'm just really boring but no like I have friends that love that about me that I have an eight o'clock bedtime like they are totally cool with that and we still can have a good time and I can still be my true self and I don't have to put myself in situations that I don't want to be in, which is something I definitely did, like I would say pre-pandemic, you know, saying yes to going out when I absolutely did not want to do that. And then I go out and I'm sitting there in the corner, like just praying that I can get an Uber or something soon, you know? So I think more than anything, I want to like make sure you guys understand you have all the permission in the world to set those boundaries. And like, if you're doing things that you don't enjoy and you're spending money on like those covers and drinks that you're not even trying to have, like bestie, it's okay to post up at home and be like, I will see you guys later or offer an alternative of something that you do enjoy so that your friends can also do something that you like, you know, going out, staying out until two and three in the morning, like is not the only way to hang out with your friends. In fact, I would argue it's one of the worst (laughs) ways, but, um, you know, to each their own, that's just, when I see my friends, I want to talk to them. I want to know what's going on in their life. I want to be able to hear them and I don't want to be like getting my heels stuck in sticky whiskey on the floor. Like I want to talk and catch up, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think going out is definitely something when you're younger, uh, it's just like a supplemental activity, right? It's like you see these people in settings outside of going out well as you get older uh there's no 
there's no like middle ground there. It's like you go to work, you go home and like, that's all you have time for is taking care of yourself. And then it's like, well then on the weekends and you go out, then yeah. Then at that point it's like, that's not necessarily quality time hanging out. We're spending a bunch of money, uh, drinking expensive drinks. Like there's gotta be, there's gotta be a better way. But like, but like you said, you know, to each their own, if that's something that they really like to do, you know, maybe you like going out and dancing, like, okay, yeah, do your thing. But for us personally right now, I think, like you said, uh, we kind of, it, it's like a perceived boring, but we get a lot of enjoyment out of being home. I know I do. <laughs> I, I love staying home. Yeah, we love what we've created. Like, we're so lucky to be in a position to say like, wow, I love being home so much because I've created this palace of peace as we called it when we were furnishing it. Um, and it's so true. Like how how special is it that we love to be home because we got to create the environment that we want and not everybody can do that. Like, like for example, I love my family, but I came from a very loud household that is always fighting and just screaming and talking really loud. And I just remember being a teenager, like always had the music on, always, we didn't have AirPods back then, but I was always just trying to drown out the sound because I just wasn't on that level and I never have been so when I finally got my own place everything was exactly what inner teenager Bria was wanting and now I'm like I could live here forever which is a great sign that you are doing good so don't look at this quote unquote boring side of you as anything bad it is a absolute flex that you can say one you're bored and two that you don't want to go outside too much because you have created an environment for yourself that you love now there's obviously a difference between just loving your home so much and like loving the time you have with yourself And there's also a difference between having a mental illness. So I'm not saying if you are depressed or anxious, that is a coping skill and you have to know the difference between that. And I've been through both of those as well to say like, okay, I haven't left the house because something is going up with me. Whereas then I'm pushing myself to leave. So I'm not, you know, stuck in a hole for six months again, like I was in 2021. So it's really cool and I think it's just an opportunity for you guys to think outside of that and and don't shame yourself. Don't let people make you feel bad for that. Like I used to have friends that would be like, you don't go out, you don't do anything like trying to make me feel bad so that I would. But like I said, time after time, if you keep doing things that other people want you to do and you're sitting there in the club with an attitude, like what's the point? You know what I'm saying? And also to that point of like, hey, not doing things that don't serve you anymore. For example, like with my friends, I did a charcuterie board night, which was really fun, more my speed. I I don't know, with, you know, having social anxiety sometimes, I think that doing things at my place has been a really cool way to connect with my friends because one I feel like hey I'm going out of my way to set up time with them but also this is where I feel safe and like I said if I'm on my couch and I'm yawning my friends are like chill they're like yeah she goes to bed at eight it's fine but having them here it was really fun everybody brought a different charcuterie board um, and it was just a really good time and chill and there's nothing you know about nobody had to worry about getting plastered and not getting home safely like we had so much fun catching up wine everywhere like still having a good time but like not doing the things that just don't serve you anymore 
Yeah, it's important to know what matters to you and and doing those things and and like you said as well earlier knowing if you're slipping into a pattern of you know anxiety or depression and that is why you want to stay home you know if you're staying home and, and it's not making you feel good then that's a different story maybe then have a talk with yourself and be like okay like I know it'll be good for me to go out run some errands you know just get outside and and do something maybe call up a friend try to have dinner with them or something if you know that you know make sure that it's something that's good for you and actually serving you and not in a not in a way that like you're feeling guilty about yeah and I feel like this week was actually like a good example of me trying to not cope with being home for the wrong reasons and um you know AJ's been really good about that because I told you guys on my last episode that I was dealing with anxiety and it's been it's been pretty bad like I'm not even going to cap and I am not normally someone that lets it affect me on a on a deep level but transparently like we got home from LA and I didn't leave the house for like almost a week so in that case I I'm very self-aware I could recognize like I'm not leaving the house because I am anxious like my family lives up the street I wanted to go see them but like I just could not I I felt like oh what if I have like a panic attack and nobody's around like you know I was really nervous about that and so in that case I was able to separate the two between like oh I'm recharging from this LA trip versus I am actually hiding from the world right now and it was it was the latter And so something that I did to get myself out of the house is first, I actually scheduled a workout class so that I physically had to go to it because if you don't go, then you have to pay like a fee. So I got myself up. I went and to be honest, I was very nervous and pretty anxious even like during the class. But one, it's a killer workout. I went to my hot Pilates studio where like you are dripping sweat. They have you bouncing around. And I always think like when it comes to anxiety, physically shaking out your body kind of like dogs do is actually really helpful because I took this class and then afterwards like I called AJ and I told him like hey I kind of struggled at one point I even had to step out of the class but I felt so much better after I did this class and I think it was just the action of doing something to move my body and move all this stagnant energy out but also forcing myself to get up and go to a class like it was kind of like that exposure therapy where like you get through it by doing it and I'm not recommending this for everybody because anxiety is on a spectrum but for me I knew like okay I need to do this and it was actually really beneficial and so throughout the week I've just been doing little errands here and there and AJ's on standby you know knowing what I'm going through this past week or whatever so yeah like he said it's important to know the difference and if you are leaving the house for those reasons like have a person that you can reach out to for safety in case anything goes left but obviously we're going to be optimistic But under those circumstances, um, anything else like being at home, recharging, it's the vibe. We can totally normalize it and glamorize it. And I hope that moving forward, especially into the new year, as people prioritize themselves more, as you should, that you feel less 
anxious or bad about doing things that may come off as boring to others because like i said it's a flex straight up (laughs) well that about wraps this episode i'm glad aj could jump on um he was very kind to lend us a few 20 minutes today to talk to the gang um, if you liked talking with AJ, let us know. I'll put some question boxes for you guys on Spotify so you can check them out and give us some feedback on this episode. But I'd love to know what you guys perceive to be as quote unquote boring, but is actually something that is a flex or just something you really enjoy because we're going to do more things we like in 2023. Yeah, uh, definitely check out that question box. Anything you want to know about me probably not but if there's anything you want to know about bria if you want the tea on on bestie b from an unbiased source ask a question i'll come back on and i'll spill it all we'll have him back and maybe i'll let him do that uh we'll see what what questions we get there because bestie b has to maintain her reputation i'm just kidding but anyways love you guys and I can't wait to chat with you guys again next week. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to leave us five stars. If you hated it, don't vote. All right, chat soon.